Hey everyone, before we get started, if you haven't listened to the other episode we released this week, then you should know that this episode is our spoiler discussion. If you do not want to have The Last of Us Part 2 spoiled, and you're just looking for our review and buying advice, go and listen to our other episode, The Last of Us Part 2 Review. That one is fully spoiler free. Now, if you just came from there, or if you just don't care about spoilers, feel free to listen on. Thanks for coming by. Okay, so now that we have reached our verdict, we want to tell you why. To do that, we got to spoil some stuff for you. So, that, I'm going to make my exit. <laughs> Get we'll the hell see out of here, TJ. TJ. Um, <laughs> and for everyone else, this is the spoiler warning. Okay? <laughs> Look out for spoiler section in section five. <laughs> Beware, passengers. <laughs> Do not attempt to board the spoiler at this time. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Computron, for that one. Uh, and all the uh, Johnny, Johnny on the in the sound booth there. Thanks for that. In our thanks for tuning high, in. Guys. High, big I'll budget. See you next time. <laughs> Bye, TJ. Bye, TJ. (laughs) Okay, TJ is gone. From this point on, we are spoiling The Last of Us Part 2. So let's just open with the big one. Or not even the big one, but the the narrative thing is Joel gets killed at the very, very beginning of the game. Uh, How do we feel about this? So I do not have a problem with this at all, Neither do I. I don't know. I was was expecting him to die. Mm -hmm. And I... I love because Palazzo brought this up in our first, uh, review of Last of Us that Joel never uh, he never f- sticks his neck out for other people, yeah. And the one time he does, he mm-hmm. gets killed for it, which I think is very poetic. So yes. I do not have a problem with this section. Yeah, I thought. I mean, as painful as it was to watch, uh, and because it is brutal, uh, I actually thought it was perfect, uh, or not perfect, but it was good. It was fine. Because it, it gives a, a perfect narrative setup for why Ellie is doing what she's doing. It makes perfect sense on her end. People, are, you know, argue that, like, it doesn't make sense that he would let his guard down or whatever, all of this. And I'm like, the dude's been, like, living in a society for however many years. It's not about him that- getting comfortable or anything. But, like, he's getting used to, like, to helping people, like, helping the society. You know, he's, yes. he's moving to, like, a more yeah. collectivist mindset. So it's not about letting his guard down. It's about like he was saving someone's life in like a dire situation, and it was. And a man can change over time in years. Yeah. He got a life back. He got a daughter back. Like it, it makes sense that he has the heart to save someone who is in a dangerous situation, getting attacked by zombies to to let his guard down a little bit. I have no issue with that. I agree. So, um, I mean, we don't need to hit every single plot point, but let's just hit the big one and the reason that this game is not worth buying is you play as the woman who kills Joel for half the game. <sighs> so Half um, the game. Not only are you playing as a woman who killed Joel, you're playing as her while she hunts down Ellie. There mm-hmm. is a mission where you play as her and you go through a boss battle against Ellie. And sure enough, Palazzo did. We watched every animation of Abby there is because we did not. There are unique death animations, and I forced some of them. (laughs) I never once felt an 
ounce of sympathy for her. Exactly. Not once in ten hours. And they and tried. The, games, the game wanted you to. Yeah, they wanted That's what I mean. The game showed its hand from the very beginning. Okay, so you play as Abby in an early section, like very, very early in the game. The moment I took control of her and I was like, wait, who is this? I was like, oh, I bet you money this is the bad guy. I bet you money this is the villain. And then later she has a line where she's talking to her ex-boyfriend, who we'll get into that later, but she's talking to her ex-boyfriend and she says, oh, uh, you know, there's this community here, whatever. She's like, oh, we'll draw him out. And I go, okay, they're hunting down Joel. I see. They're hunting down Joel. And of course, that's exactly what they were doing. Um, My problem is that she is such a garbage person. Like, Yes. Because the game is the game shows its hand from the very beginning. It goes okay because you switch to her right when she has Elliot gunpoint and has Tommy like on the floor and she just killed Jesse. Yes. And so it, the game basically tells you, oh, is Ellie about to die? Who knows? Now we're gonna play as Abby because I want you to like her. I want you to see that everyone is a villain. And like, yes, everyone's a villain. I don't, I don't care. care. I don't care. <laughs> we talked about it in the last review. I don't care what Joel has done. I don't care what Ellie has done. Those are the characters I care about. I know they've done bad things. Do you think that matters to me? Especially in this fiction, in this world? It does not matter to me. And you know what? Yeah, sure. Abby went through some stuff. Her dad got killed. He was the, the doctor that was gonna... By the way, gonna kill Ellie. But yeah, so he gets yeah. shot. Sucks to suck, dude. Um, Like... Everyone, like, lost stuff. And it's not, you know, if you want to debate it morally, you can make the argument that, sure, no one is better than the other. But at the end of the day, you're telling a story. And we, we don't care about Abby, whether she's morally better or not, which she is not because the game has so many cutscenes where you're replaying the days as her, where every time when you start to just, like, relax a little bit, where... Because every time the section, like, I'd be playing as her, I'd go, I don't want to play as Abby. It would just piss me off. And then you would get to, like, a cutscene, and I would just start watching it. I'd, like, relax, because I'm not playing as her. I'm just watching it. And then the cutscene would end with something disgusting about her that would just prove the point that she's a terrible person. Like her getting her ex-boyfriend to cheat with her on Ugh. his pregnant girlfriend. And, like, stuff like that. And, like, every single scene would end with something awful like that. And I'm like, I get that maybe you're hoping that we're already attached to her and now you want us to step back a second and then come nope. back in and, and step back up. But I never attach to her at all to begin with. I'm sorry, that was a rant, but it has... Oh, my no, God. That's, a, that's exactly so, how I felt. I'm pretty sure Palazzo, too. Yep. My thing about Abby and playing as her, at the beginning of the game, I was fooled. I did not know she was going to turn into the bad guy. I was intrigued that I was playing as a different character and I wanted to see where that story was going. Mm-hmm. Yes. Once our expectations were subverted and we realized her and her team were the quote unquote villains, I don't think the game eventually portrays them as villains or doesn't Definitely want not. them to be portrayed as villains. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we're done with this character. We know she's the bad guy. Here is our objective for the rest of the game. We're going to go hunt down Abby. She's going to be the final fight. We're going to kill her, and that's going to be that. Yeah. Um, And then when we got to play as her again, after killing Jesse, a character who I don't think was fleshed out enough, but we'll talk about that. No. I, I like Jesse. After too. that, they have the audacity to tell you, okay, you're going to play as her. The prompt says Seattle day one. I'm like, oh, yeah, we no. Groan. We groan yeah. immediately. We're going to be Abby for three days. I think everyone not, groaned. Not yeah. only that, but this is the this is the very moment I'm like, I'm offended by this game. Yeah. When you get back to Seattle day three and she kills Jesse, you're back in present day. Um, a second later, 
she shoots Tommy in the face. Yep. At this point, you're like, oh, no, he's dead. This is the only character I reacted this way to. I screamed, no. I he died. Yeah. Quote, unquote, dies. He, he comes back later. But in this moment, you think he's dead. And I'm like, For okay, hours. I'm going to take control. I'm going to take control of Ellie now. We're going to have a fight with Abby. This is like kind of the climax, but there's going to be a moment after or something. No, they immediately have you take control of Abby again to fight Ellie. And that's when I was like, the game. No, I ran down the aisle of the theater. I'm like, Ellie, shoot me. This is Mm -hmm. not (laughs) what I want to do in this moment. After having shot Tommy, I'm like, everything you've done up until this moment of making me feel an ounce of sympathy for Abby goes away the moment you show that scene again. And that's why I'm like, why, why did you think this was a good idea? I was, I was confused by it too. You have, and the thing is like, they introduce all these side characters, like Lev, Lev is a wonderful side character for those who don't know. uh, Lev is part of the, like the naturalistic tribe. That is one of the like warring factions in the game. And he is this young, uh, uh, transgender boy who's like frowned upon by like the cult that he lives in and so he's been cast out and i feel like that might have been a little heavy-handed uh because they they introduce it by using uh i forgot what lily was uh was the original name name. so so they call lev lily and then at that point there's like one of those moments where you can tell the characters are going to talk to each other and i'm like "Eh, it's a little heavy-handed but it's fine i actually like the story and i like lev yeah i thought Um, they handled it well i think it's the only side character they tried with exactly my point that's what i mean like she's she's uh lev is the only reason that i was able to get through playing as abby was because i wanted to take care of lev um and 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 then yara was also kind of cool but yara's kind of out of commission for most of it and so now Um, they're like they're trying to be like oh you're no different than joel and ellie now it's exactly big that's exactly what they were doing they had the audacity to compare abby to joel that's exactly yeah. what they were so doing. So now they want you to feel bad. Like, what, what's the difference here? They're doing the same thing. Like, okay, why is Abby She even still fought s- like Joel. Go ahead. Yeah, Abby's... I still justify what Joel did, right? I do for too. For protecting Ellie. Yeah, we... Uh, Abby, yeah, like you said, Abby's dad wanted to kill Ellie. The, yeah. Really, no one, everyone messed up not giving her this uh, the choice, right? Then Joel mm-hmm. saves Abby from dying, and she still wants to kill him after that. And and Ab- yeah, like you said, Abby's just a dick to everybody. She's a yeah, dick to, every- to Owen. Her, her friends, her closest friends, literally tell her, um, uh, the the oh, pregnant Mel's girlfriend monologue. of her ex boyfriend. Yeah, she literally just goes up to her and she's like, "Oh, you think you think we believe that you've changed?" And she goes, "You are a <laughs> trash human being. You yeah. are good for one thing, and it's for killing. Like, please stay away from us." And this is after she's already had sex. With this woman's boyfriend, yes. so she like, yeah, she cheats. So she's yeah. a dick to Mel, a dick to Owen. She she Owen broke up with Owen. She broke up of, with Owen in the yeah. first place for the sole purpose of wanting to kill Joel. Yeah, and then they try to compare that to the same situation that Ellie was in. Compare that to a character that we've grown to love. And I saw the comparison they were trying to make. It just did not work because Abby was not. not sympathetic she's not our character and the problem is that they try to develop a flawed like a character who's like complete and flawed and all of this but you're starting on such a bad point that any flaw that you show us just makes it worse because like aside from the broad point that you're making that is obvious from the very beginning of this person is just like everyone else you don't really show any 
particularly good qualities that are like unique to this person. So there's no chance of us being endeared uh, uh, to her. And so, oh, like it's just, it's frustrating. It just feels nasty the entire time to me. Here's, here's my question. How could a game that is pretty much 30 hours long mess up so badly with all of its supporting cast in terms of fleshing out their characters and their story and yet the first last of us gave you supporting characters for all but two hours of the game Mm -hmm. and did a a 10 times better job with fleshing them out than this game could do in 30 hours i love dina and all of this and i think it it, uh because i loved their relationship and i love the idea of like ellie being able to find peace eventually in all of this but ultimately because the game wants you to suffer and like people complain about it being torture porn or whatever Uh, and here's the thing (laughs) here's the thing because people call a lot of things torture porn i don't think there's anything wrong with telling a bleak story i really don't of course not and and like even if it is like borderline torture porn like i have no problem with that like the world is cruel and especially in a situation like this like it's perfectly valid to show that um there was only one moment that I had an issue with when she was fighting the dude um, at the cult island, and mm-hmm. she like ripped his jaw off. And he, I like that. Cool. His face was blown that. off. Yeah, yeah but th- that point, I'm like, this is kind of unbelievable and gore for the sake of it, rather than it being a necessary evil. That that was the only time in the game. I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I'm, I'm maybe the arrow of the nose was too much, but I think <laughs> yeah. if I was desperate enough, like yeah, I can really hurt this guy right here if I just try pull yeah. on his jaw that's already like unhinged. So, yeah, right, <laughs> <laughs> and blown off and on yeah. fire. Because <laughs> she was like in a losing position there; she was on the yeah. bottom. And that's the thing. Every oh oh, uh, the the big failure of this game is because it makes you do so many things you don't want to do. That it ruins the atmosphere. Like I was saying, like the yeah. the first fifteen hours of the game had some of the like the scariest moments. As someone who doesn't do like a lot of like horror video games, you mm-hmm. know, like for the sake of horror, it had some of the scariest moments that I've played in games. And the latter half of the game, I think, has those. And I honestly, I think the mechanics are really good in the latter half of the game, like for combat, all that. Like and I the think spectacle. It actually, yeah, everything about it is is technically super proficient in the last half of the game. But I do not enjoy or care about any of it because I hate Abby so much. Every single jump scare, every single anything, I did not so much as bat an eye. And I was surprised because you would think that a jump scare is just like a primal thing. Even the jump scares. Because I, did, I was so not invested in this character's survival, it did not affect me at all. And the gameplay, which should have been good and fun, was not enjoyable because I it's just surprising. wanted her to die. I, I'm surprised you're saying the second half is where the gameplay shined for you because for me, no, no, I, I, I um, more like it's it shines as much as the first half in like a new way because it it twists it and like it it t- it puts its own spin and I think it's even it's even keel with okay it, okay but it it is brought down because of what i said even so um i that's where i started to see the problems with the gameplay and one part in particular that i thought was such a wasted opportunity is when abby gets kidnapped by the cult um Mm -hmm. and she's hung on on the noose and and they cut her down lev and um i forget the girl's name they cut her down yara yara Mm -hmm. and you're put into a situation where suddenly it's super dark you're in the woods you don't have any bullets or anything 
and then the the stalkers come yeah. running out of you from the dark and i'm like this moment's supposed to be super scary and and you know, tension filled right but the dodge mechanic is super messy and i got very very frustrated very quickly by the rules of it it was almost broken like where it sometimes i'd press the button and either wouldn't respond or i'd start running instead of dodging Uh, and this is a knock on the gameplay rather than the story but that i i couldn't stand that and it's something that uncharted did better i ran into that in the very first section of the game when you're first playing as abby and you're in the blizzard and you're the first time you get swarmed when you're with joel Mm. um i died like seven times because i just couldn't figure out the dodge mechanic so from that point on, like, unless I was fighting one of the big enemies that you have to dodge to get hits in, from then on, I just would try to focus on keeping my distance right. and shooting. Um, so I didn't run into it at that point. So really, that moment actually still seemed very technically proficient to me. And, like, it was fun gameplay that I just did not enjoy. Um, Here's my question, or one of them. I have a few. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the wolves, the scars, and the rattlers. Yeah. How do you feel like the game handled their stories? We barely know anything about them. Um, what I liked was they told a lot of stories through notes, and so I learned a lot about like the members, especially the ones who like transitioned into like joining the wolves, and then the people who transitioned away and became seraphites, and then um, the rattlers were not very fleshed out, but. The reason I didn't hate that was purely because of the fact that, like, you're in a new place and, like, you just showed up here for this reason and all of that. Like, I thought that some of the areas where it chose to leave things in the dark felt very, um, very true to life in that, like, even in, uh, even between the wolves and the Seraphites, like, this is an area that Ellie just came to to kill Abby. That's the only reason she's here. So, like... She knows nothing about these people, so I think it's it's real to have a fully established organization that you know nothing about. Um, there was a lot of mystery until very late in the game, but I feel like between all the notes and then I maybe the notes gave me enough context that the cutscenes felt uh, like they filled in a lot of the gaps that I had. Um, but I thought they were fleshed out enough. Barely. I was worried they weren't going to be. But I thought that for the story that's being told, it felt fine. Well, I agree and disagree with the latter uh, rattlers. You raise a good point and that you're mm-hmm. there for one purpose. You're not there to learn about them, yeah. but for the wolves and the seraphites there, they raised a lot of questions about them that I was super intrigued about and wanted to know eventually yeah. about. Um, I wanted to more know more about the, the dead leader of the seraphites. I want to know more mm-hmm. about Isaac and Isaac was the big one because I was like, when are we going to meet him? And when he finally showed up, I was like, literally just the fact that he was finally there. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, um, but, but, but that's the thing. Pretty quick. And then, they don't yeah. go into it enough. And yeah, they they put a lot of backstory in the notes. But to a common player that's casually playing it, they might not read those notes. And I, think I, agree. You need to, I agree. You need to give more in the storytelling. And it felt like a JRPG in that they're going to give you question after question after question and plot dump you at the end. But they don't even do that. They don't they don't answer a lot of those questions that you may have about those factions at all. I, I I agree with you, like wholeheartedly, and I think the only reason that I don't see it as a knock for my experience on the game was still the fact that like when you look at the story that's being told, it's not about the wolves or the seraphites or anyone. 
It's about Ellie. It's about Abby. It's about, I guess, Lev and Yara. Like, it's yeah. about these people. And their places within this and all of that is carved out so that I didn't have, like, glaring questions about these characters. And there's a bigger society where, like, if this was a, if this wasn't a sequel, if this was, like, an initial game and you played as Abby the whole time, I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold up, hold up. I've been a part of the society for however long. Like, I need to know more about this. But because that's not the story that was being told, uh, I felt happy to feel like I had as much insight as I did. Because it felt like a bonus. Yeah. In, in the way that, like, Doom's Codex and all of that are a bonus. Because you're, you're not here to find out about the Hell Priest. You're here on the Doom Slayer's quest. This is the Ellie Slayer quest. Or, I guess, eventually the Abby Slayer. Whatever. But you get me? Like, I feel like yeah. the paths that they're on were fleshed out. And the greater world has some detail, but there's mystery left in the way that, like, a real-world society might function. Um, True. That's not to say it's the strongest choice. It just didn't... It wasn't a knock for me in, like, decreasing my enjoyment in the game. But you could also argue that the Fireflies in the first game, you were given just as much information about them as you were about the Wolves in this game. And yet, you know, everything you need to know about that faction in the first game uh, versus this game. I would say that they feel the same, the Fireflies in these factions. Or at least the Fireflies and the Wolves. The Seraphites are a little more shrouded in mystery, but I guess that's, like, their thing. Um, but the Seraphites, or, or the uh, the Fireflies and the Wolves, to me, felt almost evenly fleshed out. Not to me. You didn't know uh, why they were there, what their goal was, um, uh, questions about their leadership, where they came from, all that stuff I felt was left out. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay, big one, the ending. Uh, how do we feel about it? Because I have, I have feelings, and There's, I'm sure you do too. Yeah. Um. Uh. So basically, I, no. You know, Palazzo. I think you you're gonna say it. So I'll let you. I mean, it. you can if you want. Go ahead. Well, there was that guy that looked like Guy Fieri with the sunglasses, and I <laughs> yeah. immediately think, oh, she didn't have to kill him. And then what does she decide to do? She kills him, and then and when she's having – she decides to have a very testosterone Yakuza anime fight where she had Abby, like, crucified, yeah. right? Like, on the cross, perfect for torturing or killing but or whatever. But wanted to fight her. Yeah. But she wanted to do a mano a mano, like, such a guy thing. Mm-hmm. or I guess like very testosterone kind yeah. of thing to me. She's like, hey, I want to fight you one-on-one uh, and make this very melodramatic all of a sudden. I'm like, All right, fine. Yeah. But, and this is a dumb decision she's making. First of all, just going after revenge after she lost to Abby. Abby mm-hmm. spares her again for a second time, which is a very dumb decision for Abby to make too, but whatever. Uh, I think I think that's the developers trying to give Abby the final upper hand on Ellie. So so Ellie had this perfect life and she threw it away. And that's yeah. already a dumb decision. I hate that she did. But fine, if you're going to do the dumb decision, then yes, at least satisfy us because yeah. we want to see that big revenge. And of course, you're in this fight. She's a she bites Ellie's fingers off. Yeah. But Ellie still decides she all of a sudden gets this flashback of Joel, which I would think would fuel her to kill, like fuel her more to want to kill. Well, it kill. did, and then it didn't, is what they tried to do. They were like, and then the death like, fuels her, and then his like happiness doesn't. And Ellie's like, all right, fine, you can leave, just get away. So you threw everything away, we threw yeah. the whole game away for for nothing, and it, it's it's disappointing, it's frustrating. Yeah, yeah, I um, agree. 
those are my thoughts pretty much exactly um i thought the, the backwards the game... logic with killing mm-hmm. big big sunglasses killing guy randos, but not yeah uh, yeah and then i had someone defend that i had a friend i have a friend that loves naughty dog is a huge fan of this game has been waiting for it for years and he love he still really likes the game yeah uh, and he defended it he said that um um that he she felt or that she had to kill big sunglasses guy because he was too far gone to be changed and whereas abby could be changed i think you're i don't think that's it a little too much right i think it's just that he would follow her or he would call his goons and go after her. It's like a Joel thing. Like you would just follow me, so I have to kill you. That I didn't I, have a I problem. I think the with. one, the one thing that you could maybe point to is the fact that Abby had, you know, like been starved to death on like the crucifix and being like, maybe it's like petty to kill her. Like maybe she's already suffered or like you know she's been through enough or whatever. As opposed to like a healthy dude who just showed up and tried to kill you. The logic um, is still backwards. I'm not, I'm not defending because. That. The, the guy doesn't really do anything to her. In fact, he's like, here, I'll show you where she is. Yeah. Of course, yeah, he could plan something. But Abby's the one that really affected Ellie's whole life and killing Joel and Jesse, like, you know, her friends. Oh, I, I agree with you, and I don't think the ending is satisfying in the least. Um, Not at all. The way it felt for me was, because I was super anxious uh, when we were, when you're getting to the point where you're like, okay, I'm almost at Abby meeting up with Ellie again. Because you're leaving the island, and I go, okay, so they're leaving the island, it's this day, that means she's about to go to the aquarium, and she's going to find their bodies, so right after this, we're going to go back. Are they going to make me play as her? Like, what happens? Okay, so we get there, and at this point, so, like, I'm getting real anxious, and I'm not about it. And then they make you fight Ellie, which was the most disgusting thing I've ever done in my life. That section. I hated it. And so then when, when Ellie loses the fight... At that point, I was mad, but, like, the fact that Abby let her go and, like, it ended there relieved me a little bit. Only because the way I thought they were going to take the story, and I was so sold on it until the last second of the game, was I thought they were going to get in a fight, Ellie was going to get the upper hand, and Lev was going to kill Ellie. Because I was like, oh, they have to know that no one is sympathizing with Abby. So people are going to sympathize with Lev. So when Lev kills Ellie to protect Abby... You're gonna, you're gonna like feel super conflicted because yeah, you hated Abby and they thought, and you thought you had them in, it pinned. You thought you knew what they were gonna do, but then Lev kills her instead, and Lev hasn't done anything wrong yet. So it was gonna be that Ollie and Jon Snow moment. Um, so yeah. I'm glad that didn't happen because I was gonna be really mad if they went that way. So when she finally escaped and then she, it cuts forward to her having like this peaceful life. I was like, okay. This is not a satisfying ending because I'm mad that Abby got away, but I think this is an okay ending. I just don't see how the game's going to end here. You know, like I just didn't see what the like ending scene was. I didn't see that getting wrapped up, but I was like, I just want Ellie to be able to to be peaceful. And then the like the PTSD scenes, like those got me and those made me feel really bad for her. And I was like, well, like what, what do you do? You know? And so when Tommy shows up and all of that happens or whatever, when she leaves, I am so torn because I'm like, I don't want you to ruin your home life. You have a baby. Like, I don't want you to go get killed. And like, that's the other thing. I'm like, you don't know where you're walking into. Like, if she went through all of this, escaped, and then went back and gets killed anyways, uh, it's going to be awful. And that's what I thought was like, I, I was convinced. I'm like, they're going to kill her. They're going to kill her. I just, I feel it. Especially once you got into the final fight. 
and like and she forced Abby to fight I was like oh they're trying to like really make her a villain like she threatened Lev and she's forcing Abby to fight so either Abby's gonna kill her or Lev's gonna like come out of nowhere and stab her and I was so horrified at the thought of that that while the ending is not satisfied the fact that Ellie at least got to live and has a chance at maybe having a normal life was not satisfying but relieving to me you get me and so i didn't like the ending but i was like i was just like thank god they didn't do the worst ending which is weird and that's why i think it's like narratively it's a success because it's it's trying to make you feel bad and show you these terrible things and be like oh this is life you know and now she can't play guitar because her fingers are gone and like that's just life and and i think that's that like that misery that they're trying to throw on you but I just don't think it's satisfying. And like as a game, as something that you have to actively participate in to make you feel so bad for half the game to then give you a bad ending or like, like an ending that doesn't feel good in any way. Like not she's not happy at home and she didn't kill her. It's this weird like even though it's realistic, it just feels like it makes the game not worth playing. See, um, I think killing Ellie <laughs> would have almost been a better choice because then at I least... I would have destroyed my PlayStation. <laughs> you would have been mad, but I wouldn't have been annoyed by some illogical choices. See, I what I annoyed. thought was... Go ahead. No, because they do make illogical choices. Like, if she, if Ellie loses in that fight, I'd be like, why didn't she just kill her when she was tied up on the cross when you had the yeah. chance? Well, it was already illogical when Abby let Ellie go the second time. I'm yes. Like, Did... Yes. I, I couldn't fathom that, but that's a whole different conversation. I didn't think it was illogical because the, the, stops the her. Game, I thought the game was going to Yeah, but to Abby end. already spared her before. Yeah. Yeah, but l- remember, because she's going to kill her. But Lev, like, that's his, that's her, like, Ellie and Joel moment and whatever. And it's... I understood that. And that made me feel good also because I thought Lev was going to kill her. So the fact that Lev was like, Abby... And she went, okay, don't let me see you again. And she left. I was like... I hate this. I hate that Ellie lost the fight, but I, I'm glad that Lev did something useful. And, like, you built up the character to, in a way, because he's the only person I cared about during that section of the game, I'm glad that you took this character that I liked and, like, used him in a way that I liked. You know, like, that felt satisfying, I guess, even though the fight itself was not. I thought the game was going to end an hour before it did on the mm-hmm. farm. And I yeah. thought that would have wrapped up the revenge tale in an interesting way. It still wouldn't have been satisfying, but I would have understood it more because it shows you when you're on a path of revenge, you get nothing but hate and loss it's and so sadness. Cliche. And it is cliche, but when you choose the home life or the, 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 the non-path of revenge, you get all these other things. And I thought Ellie was the the sadness of it was Joel was going to go on dead and Ellie wouldn't have gotten that, but she has to move on. However, when they showed the PTSD, which I thought was effective and her making the decision to go out and kill Abby again, which I thought was kind of a leap in logic. um, By the time she got there, I'm like, okay, this is the decision we're making. She is going to kill Abby because she is so hell-bent on it. She's going to lose Dina. She's going to lose the baby. She's going to lose her home life. She'll lose Tommy because she turned him against him, but she's going to get her revenge. And the question of the game would have been, at what cost? At what cost did you get your revenge? And I'm like, okay, killing Abby is going to give the player that satisfaction and then be like, oh, shit, but I lost everything for that. And I thought Ellie was going to bleed out on that beach, too. 
I saw like that you... coming because of the injury, and I, I, I would have been upset if they went that route. I would not have because it that that further shows the 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 revenge tale that they're going for. Like you're so hell bent on something that you lose everything for it. But, but that's it, so predictable. But what they no, it, the, like, whole, the whole story was worse. a lot of the story is very predictable. Is predictable. I agree. I agree. But that's why like the ending had to be something like payoff. Like you just proposed something that I'm like the satisfying ending would have been she kills Abby, gets her revenge, and then comes home and the house is empty. But instead yes, of that, like having the vaguely hopeful ending where you see her like leaving presumably to Jackson, it just ends with her alone in the house and she can't play guitar. And it ends yep, there. She still could have done that with Abby dead, though. Not That's what I yes. mean. That's what I mean. You kill That's Abby what I'm saying and you let too. her go home and see that. What I'm saying is any other ending that we're thinking of now would have been a better alternative than what they went for, which was invalidating the entirety of the game you just played. Because the player in that moment, at least I felt this way, I was mashing that square button to kill Abby. Because I'm like, oh, this is yes, what the yes. whole game has set up for. I loved Joel as a character. What I'm doing is not right, but this is what I want to do after it everything you've put me, to me through. Honestly. You know? What? It felt justified to me, honestly. Especially like... Oh, yeah. Because I just, I never cared about Abby. And like... right. Because yeah, and this that's is where fiction game, and that's our character, fails. I will allow way more than I would in real life, you know? The game, you have to care. And I, like my friend, he actually did somehow care for really? Abby. And he liked both characters. And he said that's where the game will will really resonate with you is if you do like both characters. And somehow he did. And he's a huge fan, not just Last of Us, but like all of Naughty Dog. I'm shocked. Um, But yeah, that's, that's the... Um, but Abby... You know, she's so quick to she's what she's just feeling guilty about killing Joel. Right. So all of a sudden now she's feeling this guilt. She's like, let me do something good. I'm going to protect these two, these two kids. And I'm going to just, you know, but her, does but, she feel guilty, though? Because I don't think I think she makes that decision. But I don't she, think it, they ever show her like specifically feeling guilty about the Joel not super. She's like, let me lighten the load a bit because she's feeling a bit bad about it. Um, But she's. But then she's just going and she's betraying her own faction. She's betraying yeah. her friends. Her friends die and they don't even get mentioned. Jesse dies. He doesn't even get mentioned for the rest of the game. Yeah. Uh, fucking her best friend, Manny, he dies and she just continues on. She leaps over a barricade and then she goes to fight the, the Manny's the death to me was one of the most satisfying moments in that half of the game. Yeah, the right? He spit on Joel. From yes. the very beginning, the fact that he spit on Joel, that almost pissed me off more than her killing him. Me too. And so the fact that Manny was there being like all buddy-buddy with everyone, I was like, oh, I love Manny, handy Manny. I was like, no. kill him, kill him. And the fact that it was Tommy made me even happier. Yes. Just, yeah, quickly um, I want to throw out that sniper section was really cool. I, Nick said he loved that they made Tommy a marksman. Like, yeah, because it was a cool and, section. and we know it's him. I, I don't know if everyone did know, but like, because you had that flashback with Tommy teaching how to snipe. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. figure that he's the next sniper. Some people didn't know, and that uh, surprised them. So, like, I believe it was Donkey. I don't want to plug. Mm. But, uh, <laughs> he was. <laughs> how dare you? He was, he was having trouble. Uh, like, he's like, oh, this sniper's super annoying. I really hate him. And then you realize, oh, that's a character I really like, though. That's Tommy. <laughs> And then you want to stop what you're doing because you don't want to fight Tommy. Yeah, exactly. then you don't want to. And then that's the thing. You make that player just sit there and take the bullet because you don't want the game, to, the story to yep. continue with its asinine yeah. story. Um, I have a quick, very quick comparison to make um, on a story that did a re- kind of a revenge plot, but um, 
handled it better. Have you guys mm-hmm. played Red Dead Redemption 1? Yes. I know that so, story. Yeah. Okay. Throughout the game, you're playing as John Marston as your main character. You're going after these people that the government wants. You're working for them. You're an outlaw. And at the end of the game, the government kills you. You shot yeah. shoot your character dead. And then the epilogue of that game follows your son, who is now mm-hmm. grown up. And the entire goal of that epilogue is hunting down the people involved in John Marston's killing. Yeah. And you are so invested in that. You shoot all of those guys dead and you kill all of them. They don't pull a punch like this game does. And they still give you the feeling of emptiness. Like, yeah, I did all that and it was satisfying to do it in the moment. But you're left with John is still dead and I'm still sad. And that game handles a revenge plot brilliantly. And this Um, game just did not. Yeah, there's just there's so many ways they could have done this story better. And it would have been slightly less cliche. Like they could have done. You know, like we said, the killing, or even if you don't, you cut out the whole section with the Rattlers, which I did have fun, like, that was the first time I had fun in the game again, since we stopped playing as Ellie. Like, it, the Rattler base and all of that, I enjoyed the the crap out of it. Um, and you were playing as Ellie, so. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I, I, re- I actually really enjoyed it, and so that's what kind of, like, because it made me dread what was going to happen at the end, and so then it was like, it got soured during the scene like when you see her fingers getting cut off and i'm like oh no but then the fact that she at least survives was that like relief um but like there are so many different ways that you could have done this story like more satisfyingly like even if if she kills abby in the theater like in that fight she kills her but then the ending of the game is like you waking up from ptsd in in the house but then like you know you don't lose dina because since you did it earlier like and dina's there to calm you down and that's kind of the like it implies that, yeah, she has to carry this with her, but, like, she has some sort of peace and she has people who can help her find it. Or, like we said earlier, she kills Abby in the water, but then she loses Dina because she went back on this revenge quest. Like, there's so many different variations. Or you, you kill Abby and Lev comes after you, hunts you down, kills you. Cycle continues. This is, re- revenge stories are just so <laughs> cliched and they've been done yeah. so many times. Like if you really think this is some profound stuff, you just never heard of Mark Twain. Like uh, revenge is an acid uh, that <laughs> yeah. melts the vessel, that crap. You know, yeah, it was predictable. It was predictable. Um, yeah. I like the Rattler I, base too until I realized you could run to the end of the level and end it. Oh, but I killed everyone. Like, I that was not. just fun for me as Ellie. Like, yeah. I remember um, in, in one sec, like, the final section before you finally enter the, like, the middle spire, uh, I entered the dining room and I was behind the table and I killed every single person from behind that table. <laughs> I'm curious to see from both of you what was your favorite part of the game? Um, it's Joel Ellie Dinosaur Museum. Mm-hmm. Everybody's oh, yeah, favorite, of course, and I love it's dinosaurs. Mine too. That one, because... and then gameplay wise, uh, like that first, those first fifteen hours before you enter the like the endless waves, like when you're traveling with Dina, and you're kind of like your first, like you're learning the world and you're getting into the combat, and they're introducing new like stuff. That was gameplay wise, that was the most fun. So Joel and Ellie are really only characters that I care about in this whole both games. Well, no, mm-hmm. actually, no, just this game is those are the two only characters. Uh, yeah, I like Tommy, but mainly it's just Joel and Ellie. And I found every other character actually very boring and bland and or just not even uh, – we don't learn anything about them. So I actually don't really like Dina. I, fu- I found her boring, and I think mm-hmm. that they just tried to make you care for her by making her pregnant. 
yeah. all of a sudden. And they did for the me, same the, with Mel. The pregnant thing didn't even affect how I felt about her, but I guess I'm also kind of a romantic, so like I just like the idea of like her and Ellie and like her being able to be we have, have that normal happiness. Like Manny, all I know is that he spit on Joel, and that's yeah. and so yeah. Well, he says some Spanish words, and then he has the generic. A lot of the dialogue is so generic. It's just like, like, yeah. like Manny's like. I remember like, oh, I can't wait to get home and get a beer. Oh my god! And he didn't even do anything. He's, he's like, yeah. you're out. You start your mission. You're only five minutes into it. Pal- Palazzo does the puzzle, and then Manny's like, I'm so tired, man. I can't do this. Like, you just got outside. Yeah. Uh, Isaac, he dies immediately. We don't know anything about him. Jesse the only dies from too Abby's early. side who was almost decent was Owen, and then Owen cheated on his pregnant girlfriend. And in Last of Us One, I know Tess dies right away, but they they still it's their it's their one death they do right away, and they do that because it makes you realize oh shit like pe- main characters can die, and it it, mm-hmm. it makes it more tense because you're feeling the whole time Ellie or or Joel or both. One of them yeah. can die, especially when Joel gets stabbed later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, no tension. Jesse I just, too. I, Jesse, Jesse was the only other character I liked in this game that I was kind of attached to, but they didn't flesh him out enough until before he and died. They don't even talk about him after he's dead. And then we have no. these out of sequence flashbacks that we're jumping through time back and forth. The first one yeah. just time went forward, and that's it. And this one we're getting people die. And then three hours later, we learn about their backstory yeah. when we don't care about them and we're already disconnected because we know they're going to die. So we yeah. do not care. It was like a psychedelic trip of some writer's ego trying to fulfill the check marks of a profound experience, but it yeah. just didn't work. Anytime I was playing as Abby and I ran into a character that we killed as Ellie, I was like, haha, you die. Like, anytime they were talking about any... Or they're like, oh, tomorrow's Taco Tuesday. I'll be like, ha you'll be dead by Taco Tuesday. <laughs> like, because I hated all of them. Like, all of them were just... They all showed their garbage nature at one point or another. And I liked the flashbacks when it was just Joel and Ellie because that's what I thought it was only going to be about. We were going to learn the divide between Joel and Ellie, how it happened, their journey over these past few years we haven't seen. I was into it, which is why the museum section was my favorite in the whole game because it was the first time... I found joy in the narrative of like, this is what I wanted from this game. And we're only getting it in this one flashback sequence. And the dialogue was natural there. It was more of what we got in the first last of us. And um, I just wish the rest of the game could have been kind of like that sequence. I had no expectations for this game. So I can't say I was disappointed on that front, but really ultimately what it is, is just playing as Abby ruined the game. Yeah, for me, that's it. And I, it was so unenjoyable that I could just, I don't ever see myself being able to go back to it. Uh, I still think the gameplay would have been repetitive for me because I felt that one about the first Last of Us that kind of wore on me after a while. But if I were, if I was playing as Ellie while doing that gameplay, it would have been better for me. But uh, we did not. <laughs> yeah. So just a really funny thing that Palazzo found uh, when they're looking at. The porn for that guy. Uh, one of the names of the pornos was uh, yeah. Smash Brandy's yes. Cooch, which sounds like Crash <laughs> yes, Bandicoot. Yes, yes. Thought that was yes. that was a good spot there. That's the thing. Um, the world is like is very alive to me. It feels. Or, I hate saying alive because that's like generic, but the world feels real to me overall. Like there's, it's it's full. Uh, they make a much better use of space in this game, and it it. it I believed it, um, which oh, is what kind of disappoints I... me about the fact that I hate 
I end up hating the game, you know, like earlier I was talking about the bloater in the uh, Joel and Ellie flashback where you fight yeah. the bloater for the first time. Yeah, there there's a cutscene where if oh, you get grabbed, Joel, saves, Joel you. saves you. Actually, I I do remember that now. Um, but especially since it was a flashback, I like I feel like the ammo doesn't matter that much. It didn't bother me. No, but it was still a little frustrating. <laughs> Um, I think to me, uh, to me at least, it just it felt like I was dying for real, like just by a dumb mistake of my own. And then he saved me, and I was like, okay, cool. The performances were, despite the writing, the performances themselves were great. It, yeah. Well, the one standout to me was Ellie. I do you know the voice actress's name? I forget. Ashley Johnson. Who? Ashley Johnson. Ashley Johnson, I thought gave a phenomenal performance. Yeah. Despite I think the all the acting's good. Yeah. Uh, Levin, what's the other girl's name? Yara. 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 Levin, Yara uh, were probably the weakest. Really? In terms of I voice thought they acting. were good. No, they were kind of bland to me. Well, they were but bland. But maybe it's but because they... they were seraphites. Yeah. Like, they're they're from this repressed religious society. Like, it was still. Like, just Overall, think about the way, the the way Lev goes. Did, did you hear what they were calling me back there? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to ask me about it? Do you no, want me to? Was, that was heavy handed no. to me. And he runs away. It was heavy handed, but I mean, like from an acting standpoint, like that delivery, like, and when you look at the material they're working with, like this, this person doesn't know how to interact with these like casual modern people because they're from this strict cult, you know? So I think they were stiff, but they were stiff on purpose. I don't know. Like it didn't, I, I never was like, Ooh, this acting, you know? Dina kind of annoyed me a little bit, but <laughs> damn. Uh, Ashley Johnson was the standout to me. She gave a phenomenal performance. Yeah, I agree. We're gonna talk about how huge Abby is at all. Oh my god! It, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's story reasons. It just it yeah no. I mean, you can tell she's been training with Ellie. Wolves. Would like struggle like to push over a heavy shelf. Abby yeah. would stare that shelf down, and it would get up on its own and go mind its own business somewhere else. <laughs> Abby is so terrifying. I remember the first time we cut to her. Like it's the first time that you're like playing as her, and it cuts to her in a tank top, and she's getting yeah. up off the bed. And it's the first time I noticed her arms, and I was like, "Damn, is she? Yeah, she's pretty muscular." And then I just kept staring at her arms, and I was like, no, wait, she's more than just pretty muscular. She's Kratos. Like, yeah. <laughs> And then I think um, I read they used a, a woman bodybuilder for that body type. There. I believe it, yeah. Oh, cool. Like, even, uh, what, what is it, in the, like, the morning, when she's waking up with Owen, and you kind of see a shot of her chest, and you just see, like, her pecs, dude. Like, the, yeah. the crease down the middle of her chest. I was like, Jesus, like. Pretty sure she was voiced by Laura Bailey. Yes, she is. She is. Which they don't look at all alike, but Yeah. Yeah, it's just she's so intimidating that it's it's really weird to see her as a bottom later on. (laughs) (laughs) I I did like the the fact that I mean, like, as you were piecing it together, because I was like, why is she so strong? I was like, was she always this strong? And then when you go to the flashback, you see that she's wimpy, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And even yeah. like Owen, like Owen's musculature changes over time. Like if you look at the models, yeah. So I like that they did, they did that because they could have just left a regular model. And know? um, a nice attention to detail. Ellie 
loses weight on the farm that she's oh, at yeah. to indicate that Big she time. wasn't eating. And I'm like, that's really cool that they did that. She yeah. looked like an elongated baby Ellie, like vertically stretched <laughs> yeah. out. It was... <laughs> Put it in Photoshop and just... Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate because I was so excited for this game and there's a lot of brilliant aspects about it, but ultimately it's it's a big letdown in the first podcast i said i only trust naughty dog and now i i can't even <laughs> they they really did me dirty here i can't even trust them anymore i don't know maybe yeah. cd project red is the last one hey, the last of so. us we'll find out in <laughs> the November. last of them um yeah we have to wait till november yeah. and then if that gets delayed so much like this one did does that mean it's gonna have problems too i don't We'll see. Well, no, this no. this problem had nothing to do with delays. This was yeah. this was a problem from the beginning. This is right. Yeah. Like it was doomed. Delays are could be a good thing. Yeah. yeah no, I would rather they they cook it as much as they can than send it out half baked. As long as it's still tender. Final yeah. Fantasy VII was delayed and it was fantastic. So. Yeah. All right. Well, is that all? I think that's. Uh, I think I, we covered yeah. everything. Think yeah. Thank it. you all so much for listening. Um. Sorry to end on like a little bit of a down note, but it, it's a little sad that our first like new release on the show ended up being kind of a disappointment. But yeah, thank you all so much for listening. We're uh, next week. We are doing a Bioshock week. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're gonna hit uh, Bioshock One, Bioshock Two, and then Bioshock Infinite. We've been streaming it, and we feel like we have enough thoughts to do uh, a whole episode for each game. So we're gonna be doing that, uh, and we're actually still live streaming. So make sure you subscribe to Whimsic Productions on YouTube. Um, so you can come hang out with us and let us know what you think after that uh, we'll actually be opening some stuff up to all of you to see what you want to see moving forward in some of the episodes uh, between major releases so if you're interested in being a part of that right now our indiegogo is still running make sure you go donate over there um or you can also support us on patreon and you can hang out in our discord and we can chat there uh, or tweet at us at should i buy pod we're all over the place. But yeah, thank you all so much for listening. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Goodbye.